All right. Um, I'm, I guess I've been waiting for this for quite some time. It just feels like Sunday or Saturday uh, at this point wouldn't come forever. I feel like God has given us such a powerful passage, and I just can't wait to get there. So um, you know we're going to be in John 15. I know we're going to be in John 15, but let me just set it up this way. Um, we're in a series called Abide, right? In that year theme called Follow Me. And uh, abide means to remain, to continue in, to stay. And last week I asked you, hey, would you read John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17? Would you read John 13 through 17, right? The upper room discourse into the garden, right? And so I just want to remind you that I asked you to read that. and, and, And I just felt like this week I was supposed to ask you to read that all month. Okay, so just keep reading that because as I was reading it, there's just so much in there and he's so redundant, honestly. He says the same thing over and over and over again. It's like he's trying to tell us something and I believe he is and so I want you to um, please take the time to read that again this week and uh, keep going on it, okay? John chapter 13 through 17. Okay, perfect. Some of Jesus' most pointed and powerful teaching to his disciples. That's who we are, right? All right. So clarity is kind, um, and I want to start with this. I feel like I haven't been very kind this week. Um, Have you ever been asked to do something and received no instruction in how to do it? Anybody? Raise your hand. You guys online, you guys can raise your hand too. Come on now, let's see it. I miss you guys. I can't see your response, but hopefully you're raising your hand if you're online. I, I, you know, I think we've all been in this situation where somebody's like, hey, can you do this? And doesn't tell us anything about, you know. So how, how mean would God be if he was like, yeah, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always to the ends of the earth. Be warm and filled. You know, like, no, he tells us how to do the thing he wants us to do, the mission. And so I'm so grateful um, that Jesus is clear on how to abide in his love and become a better friend, a friend of Jesus, a friend like Jesus. So we're going to get after that today. Turn in your Bible to John chapter 15. Chapter 15 We studied verses 1 through 11 last week. I'm going to start in verse 9. We're going to overlap just a little bit. Everybody good with that? Okay, everybody's good with that. Owen, you good with that? Owen's good with that. All right, good. I didn't see you. I didn't hear you shake your head. You know, that's all good. I'm giving you you trouble, man. Um, So here it is. Uh, Let me read for you John 15. Let's start in verse 9. If you're there, say you're there. I'm there. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Jesus, show us. All right? As the Father, who's talking? Jesus is talking. Words are in red. As the Father has loved me, Jesus, so have I, Jesus, loved you. Abide in me, in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. This is not a like suggestion. This is not like, well, I think it'd be best for you. This is like, hey, if you want to follow me and I'm your Lord and you're my servant, I'm asking you, no, not only asking you, I'm telling you, you're not getting a paycheck. You're not going to be right with me if you're not doing this. So this is my commandment. This is what I want you to do. My commandment is that you love one another. Everybody should have those three words highlighted in their Bible and multiple times, okay? But right here, he says, love one another. This is my commandment. It was a new commandment in chapter 13. This is why I'm asking you to read it all. Chapter 13, look back at it. Chapter 13 says, verse 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, and the Father loved me, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another, okay? So that was a new commandment two chapters ago. In 1 John 5, no, in 2 John, John says, the commandment we had at the beginning, referring to this new commandment, right? (laughs) So this was new when he said it, and now he's like, hey, 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 my commandment is that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants or bond servants to be technical, for a bond servant does not know what his master is doing. He doesn't let you in on the planning stage, you're not in the inner circle. But I have called you friends, for all I have heard from my Father. I have made known to you. All that I have heard from my Father, you might just add there through the Holy Spirit, because God was a human. Okay? So he was hearing the Father, right? But he was using the same means we're using, which is through the Holy Spirit. For all I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He didn't hold back one thing. Not one thing that Father God said, Jesus, you got to let him know. He didn't hold back one thing. He told us everything that the Father told him to tell us. That's astounding. Didn't slip up, didn't falter in any way. Everything we need to know is right here. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go Okay, commission, go, and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And just in case you missed it, 
Verse 17, the cherry on top. These things I command you, that you, what? Love one another. This is not rocket science, but it's still hard, right? God laid this verse on my heart this week. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. And, by the way, a brother, family, or thicker than family, by blood, Jesus Christ's blood, because we're brothers in Christ, right? We're sisters and brothers in Christ. A brother is born for adversity. That passage has been mulling over and over, over and over in my mind this week. As I study this, and Jesus says, hey, I don't call you bondservants anymore. I don't, you're not distant. Think back on how I treated you in my ministry. You were a friend. I let you into the inner circle. I told you everything that the Father told me. You're not off somehow. I love how Dan said that to us. Hey, our God is intimate. He's personal. We're not getting heismaned. You know, we're getting stiff-armed. He, we are in the inner circle. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, we are in. And so a friend loves at all times. You know what? Just reading that verse makes me grieve because that is not what our church has done this past year and that is not what our nation is doing right now. Right? Right? Can I be clear? We're the church of Jesus Christ. We have a mandate from our loving Father. Jesus was the messenger God himself sent, so no one could screw this up, sent to us to tell us we need, we must love one another. And a friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. So if you're going through something this week, great, call me up. I want to be a friend to you. I want to be a brother to you. I want to help shoulder that with you. And if I'm going through something, I might be calling you up. Because you know what? We don't turn tail and run out. We stick to it and we get together and we say, how do we get through it in Jesus' name? And you know what? I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because you're here. Praise the Lord. A friend loves at all times. Thanks for being friends. And a brother is born for adversity. Thanks for being brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And that's what he's asking us to do in this passage. He's asking us to love. So I want to go after it this way. How do I become a better friend? As I abide in the love, as a friend, right, of Jesus. What does that look like? I'm going to give you five ways here how to be or just to check yourself on being a better friend. Okay, so here it is. Number one, friends obey God's word. That's what friends do. When somebody doesn't obey God's word, they're not being a true friend to you, right? Now, listen, have you ever disobeyed God's word? Yeah. Did God turn his back on you? I uh, no. But did he instruct you again? Maybe even spank you. Hebrews 12. Yep. 
gotten a few spankings, right, from the Lord. And, and he does that so that we will understand, not that way that's going to hurt, go this way. No, 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 that's not my way. You read that wrong. No, 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 go this way, okay? And so he's loving and, and trying to get us on, on track. So a friend obeys God's word. Look at verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Look at verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. He's like, obey. 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 Look at verse 14. What does it say? You are my friends if you do what I command. Obey. And then he kind of sums it up. Verse 17. These things I command you so that you will love one another. He's like, obey. Now, the word of God is clear. And so I want to go through a few passages that are going to awaken you. Uh, and if we would obey these passages, okay, we could be a good friend. And that's what my hope is as we leave here. We'll be better friends to one another and to Jesus Christ, like Jesus Christ, uh, leaving here. Okay, so let me read these passages. Romans 12 is first. Romans 12.10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Romans 12.10. Look at the next one. Romans 13.8. Owe no one anything. Do you know you're not supposed to owe anybody anything? But you do owe everyone this. <laughs> owe them this, right? Except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. You know that Old Testament? You know the, the big part of your Bible? That you sometimes read and you go, huh? You can get it all done. You can pass the test. You can write L-O-V-E right over that. You can do it that, that easy. God loves you. He wrote a whole story about you. He chose a nation so he could show you how much he loves people. And then... He grafted you in. We're talking about abide, right? Didn't I say he cuts a notch in the tree, shoves the dead branch into the tree. All of a sudden, there's green and life. He shows you, right? I'm going to graft you into the children of Israel. I'm going to make you my children. I love that. All right, next. Galatians 5.13. I was thinking about this verse when we were singing earlier about freedom in Christ. For you are called to freedom. All his promises are yes and amen. You're called to freedom in Jesus Christ, brothers, sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. I can eat whatever I want. God says so. I can drink whatever I want. God says so. But if it causes you to stumble, the Bible says that I should be careful as a brother and sister. So I can post anything I want on Facebook. I can say anything I want. It's my right. Right? I'm not on Facebook right now. <laughs> Trying to just do the church stuff and get out. Because it's a debacle. And if you read that stuff and you have an opinion or a passion like I do, 
you're going to be wanting to write something back. And what's that going to do for you and for everyone else? I haven't read anything you wrote, so I'm not picking on anybody. Okay? I'm just saying. That's my uh, thoughts about, like, how we should deal with that. And then there's your brother, Adam. This is great. So he gets a vaccine. He gets a shot last, last week, right? And he posts on there. I did read that. And he posts on there and he's like, hey, I'm doing this because of love. I'm doing this because I love you and I love other people and I want to make sure that you're all safe. And I'm like, yeah, praise the Lord. Love one another. And of course, there's other ways to love one another. But that's one way that he's like, hey, I'm doing this. My heart is, I want to love you. So I'm going to take this vaccine right now. Why? We're not being offered to me. So praise the Lord. Thank you, Adam, for doing that, for modeling it for us. All right, keep going. Having purified, this is 1 Peter 1, Having purified your souls by your, there's our keyword, obedience, right, to God's word. By your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And then the last one I'll share with you is 1 Peter 4.8. And it says, above all. You mean like nothing's above this? No, above all. <laughs> love one another earnestly. You would have noticed that the last verse said earnestly as well. Since love covers a multitude of sin. Guys, I don't know who you've sinned against this week, but I know you have. I don't know who I've sinned against, but I know I have. When brought to my attention, when brought to your attention, we need to let love cover it by asking for forgiveness as quickly as possible, right? Right? And by, by, you know, trying to do the right thing whenever we can, right by God, right? I'm not talking right by the world standard, because that's, that's messed up. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do then. Do I do this? Do I do that? They're all, everything. You can't do anything right right now. I think that's funny. But it's true. It's like, whatever you do, it's probably not going to be right to somebody. So we need the truth of the word of God. And a good friend obeys God's word. That's the point. A good friend obeys God's word. So let me ask you, do you know the scriptures? Do you know and obey Jesus teaching his word? Are you familiar with them? If someone brought a word to you and said, hey, right here, what you're doing is wrong, would you hear it? Would you listen? Would you obey? Are you bringing the word of God to those around you who are friends, right? Because a brother's born for adversity, who are, who are going through a hard time, maybe because of their own sin, maybe because not their own sin. And saying, either comforting them with the word of God or maybe a correction or reproof. Let's not forget that those are words in the Bible, right? And love one another well. The second one, friends receive God's spirit. Friends receive God's spirit. So again, if you just read this passage and you don't read the context, you're going to be like, what the world? <laughs> what are you talking about? Friends receive God's spirit. Well, let me, let me paint for you a little bit of context. Let's start with verse 15. Do you see it there? Verse 15. 
No longer do I call you servants or bondservants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. All that I heard from my father, I made known to you. You know what one of the things that he heard from his father was? You need to receive the Holy Spirit. That's what he heard from his father. And he made it so crystal clear in John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. You have to read it. If you read it, you can't miss it, right? So just flip back to chapter 13 and just look at this like little walkthrough on love. Okay, chapter 13. Are you guys with me? Okay, I realize like it's warm in here. I realize like there's a lot of scripture, but stay tuned, stay on it, right? I realize I also can't read your facial expression, whether you're like, I don't want to be here, I'm sleeping. I could see your eyes. That's it, right? That's it. So, okay, so verse one of chapter 13 says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. Then just look at your Bible down to verse 12. This from verse 12 to verse 19 He's loving them. He's explaining to them, this is what I did for you. This is why I washed your feet. I'm not going to read it all because i got to keep going. But look at verse 20. This is astounding. Whenever Jesus says, truly, truly, he's saying, listen up, right? I got something important to say. So here it is. Listen, listen. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send, Who is the one I send? That's the Holy Spirit. Receives me. And whoever receives me, receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives the one I send, the Holy Spirit, receives me, Jesus. Right? So if you won't receive the Holy Spirit, you won't receive Jesus. And whoever receives me, receives my Father. This is a threefold thing. This is God three in one. This is, this is amazing. And then he gets to chapter 14. Just look over at chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. Just drilling point one again. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, another like me, Jesus. I'm leaving to go back to my father. Remember, they were really sad in the verse one, or chapter one, or chapter 14, excuse me, the early part of chapter 14. They were really sad. They were troubled. And he's like, hey, 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 I'm here to comfort you now, but I'm going to send you another comforter. His name is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. To be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells within you. And will be in you. And then look at verse 21. Verse 14, or chapter 14, verse 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them. Just pounding point one again. I mean, he just won't let it go. He it is who loves me. If you obey me, you love me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him. 
and will manifest myself to him. How are you going to manifest yourself to him? Well, Judas asked. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Just drill the first point again. All right, I got it. Is anybody like, stop? I get it. If I obey you, I love you. All right, now knock it off. I feel unintelligent when you keep telling me. Am I thick-headed? Yeah, and Jesus is like, well, if you brought it up, yeah, maybe you are a little thick-headed. All right? He says, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He's going to obey me. And my Father will love him. And we, that's plural, that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, will come to him and make our home with him. If you keep reading, there's more about the Holy Spirit there. All right, I got to be done. Friends, receive God's Spirit. Friends, receive God's Spirit. And last week I went over this, how to abide. The Holy Spirit reminds me of these things. One, he reminds me of the words Jesus said. Two, he reminds me of the love Jesus did and brought. Okay? He reminds me of the words, so I obey them. He reminds me of the love, so I stay in it. I feel like we've been banging this drum a lot lately. And I feel like we as a church need to do this because this is what the world needs right now. The world needs our love. The world doesn't need our fluffy love. The world needs our favor, our love, our firm love in Christ, right? Not like this squishy, like, oh, I don't know what I believe. No, I know what I believe. God's word says this, I obey it. And by the word, I've received the Holy Spirit. And I want to live in him. And the Holy Spirit's speaking, and I'm doing. And he's speaking, and I'm doing. And he's reminding me what Jesus said, and I'm doing it. And I have the Holy Spirit in me. That's what we're looking for. Is there, let me ask you this question, is there evidence or fruit that the Holy Spirit has filled my life? Is there evidence or fruit that the Holy Spirit has filled your life? One great way that I've done in the past to kind of earmark that is go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and I just write down the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, and I go, how am I doing at love? Eh. A through F, this might get a little scary. How am I doing at joy? Write a grade. Maybe have your wife grade you. Oh, now it got real. Oh, now it got real, real. Because she's not going to grade you as well as you grade you. Unless she's like Mel. Mel's like the most loving person I know. She, she's probably giving Adam all A's right now. But she's just nice. Mel's just nice. I need a little nice. Mel, can you hang out with me? Because I just need a little nice. I need to rub off on me. All right. Is there evidence of fruit... Is there evidence that the Holy Spirit has filled my life? I think we got to, if there's no evidence, why do we keep acting like it's true? I feel like I want to be saved, and so I act like I'm saved, right? And I start to pin fruit to the tree, and then I go, hold on. Bearing fruit is the point. We talked about that last week. But abiding is the way, not pinning fruit on the tree. 
So let's not try to be like all clever about, oh yeah, I'm saved, look it. I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. Oh, look at all that fruit. Yeah, but you ripped somebody a new one while you did that. So what's up? All right, I've belabored it long enough. Number three, friends stay in God's love. I pounded that drum when we were at Christmas. Do you guys remember that? Do you guys have the little ornament on your tree still? Who has a tree up still? Come on. Oh my goodness, look at this whole side of the room has a tree up. If you have a tree up at home, right when we get done with this, you need to take it down. (laughs) Bah humbug. Christmas is done. All right, happy new year, which means take the tree down. All right, here's the point. Friends stay in God's love. And here's the thing. If you're going to stay in God's love, you have to understand it. If you don't know the pond you're going to swim in or the lake you're going to swim in, since we're the land of 10,000 lakes, if you don't know what that is, you, you don't know if you're in it or not. Are you in the love of Christ? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down these passages because there's no way I can read them all for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I wanted to read all five of these passages. And if I do it right now, you guys are all going to walk out. And the ones on the couch are going to be like. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I'm just going to give them to you. Okay, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. You can read here. Let me flip over there just so I get it to you the right way. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 31 and going to verse 39. Write it down. Romans 8, 31 through 39, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In the middle of, I'm hoping to preach 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 soon. And to get our church up to speed on on passages that never get preached in churches. But... um, In the middle of that, he has this huge dissertation on love being above all. And so go read that, chapter 13, especially through verse 8. But chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. And then John. 1 John John chapter 3, verse 11 through 24. Let me just read for you verse 24. Oh, no, I'm going to read for you verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word or deed, word or talk, sorry, word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Don't just say I love you, show I love you. Don't just say I love you, show it. Right? That's what he's saying. Okay, let it be true. And then verse 24, whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him through the Holy Spirit, right? And by this we know that he abides in us. Are you ready for it? Here's what the word of God says. By the spirit whom he has given us. All right, just a bang point two again, all right? Now, chapter three, 1 John chapter three, verse 11 through 24. Now, the last one I'm gonna give you. 1 John chapter four, Verse 7 through 21. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 21. Now, hey, if you're like, wake up tomorrow and you don't feel loved, you just open up to these passages and you remind yourself to stay in God's love. 
right? I feel like that's the most loving thing I can do for you right now because I don't get to go home with you and just wake up and be like, hey, God loves you. Guess what? Time to eat breakfast. God loves you. Hey, guess what? Time to eat lunch. God loves you. But you need to have these things repeating in your head because God does love you at breakfast. And God does love you when you wake up. And God does love you at lunch. And God does love you every minute in between. Seconds, by the way. And God's love for you is perfect. Stay inside that love. Stop thinking the world loves you. They don't. They hate you. We're going to talk about that next week. They don't love you. Stop trying to make them love you. Stop trying to look pretty for them so they will love you. They don't love you. Why do we think they would love us? But God loves you. Always has, always will. And you get to play in that ocean of love anytime you want. Now, if you want to stay up on the beach, you can do that too. And the ocean looks good from there too. But doggone, if you get in the ocean and splash around, you'll be there all day because it's so fun. All right, keep going. You've got the passages. I want to read them, but I'm not going to because I love you enough <laughs> to keep your time on track. Okay, so friends, stay in God's love. Here's what I want to say of that from verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And then from verse 16, look at verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So right there, if you just read it like that, you didn't choose me, no, I chose you. Does that sound loving? Not really. Stop the whole judging God thing, because he's perfect, okay? What do, you, what do you mean you didn't choose me? At you? There, there's a lot of in play behind the scenes on that. Rabbis, normally, right, the, the student was like, I really want to go for Gamaliel. I really want to be under Jesus. And then, you know, they would like want to come, right? And they would choose which rabbi they wanted to be under. But Jesus saying, hey, no, you didn't choose me. I, I, I came and called you. Every one of you, remember the story? When I was out there on the boat, and you couldn't catch fish, and I, they're huge catch, and you fell on your face, and you're like, I am unclean. Remember, I called you. Hey, do you remember that God called you? Do you remember the day? Because if he called you, you won't forget that day. Mine, January 15, 1992. Jesus said, you're mine. And I was like, okay. Thank you, Lord. And I've been trying to say that every day since. Some days better than others. If God calls you, if he chooses you, you'll know it. But here, here's what I want you to focus on. Focus on this. But I chose you. You're chosen by God. And I appointed you. You're appointed by God. That you should go. I'm already running. Like, okay, where am I going, God? And bear fruit. Fruit matters. It's the point of the whole story of John 15. And that your fruit should abide. Not only does Jesus say you should abide, but he's like, your fruit should abide. You want to know what's miserable for me right now? There used to be 500, 600 people in this church. That's a lot of fruit. 
right? I just think about it. I'm just, I'm not being, I'm not negative at all. It's done. I'm over. I'm over it, right? But like, as I study this, I got to think, right? And as I think, I go, dang, where did I go wrong? What's wrong, God? Right? Because look at all that fruit. Where is it? Your fruit should abide, Steve. So that hurts, right? And it's okay, because we're going to go deeper (laughs) so that the fruit does abide. So it remains, so it stays, so it continues. And I'm not talking about people that went to other churches. Go to another church that's healthy and vibrant and preach. Great. Go. Serve the Lord. That's good, right? But some people don't go to church at all. And COVID has made that a thing. We're not going to go to church. If you're not going to church, online, I love you, right? You're going to church online. But if you're not going to church, like what God are you serving, right? I mean, the church is the bride of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor. Pastor, master, who cares? I'm saying that because that's what the word of God teaches us. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Got a little heavy there. You go, you bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide. I'm telling you, my regret from last year is that some fruit didn't abide. And you know what? Good thing we get another year, right? Good thing God hasn't come back yet because now we get to look at his word. We got to, okay, I'm going to go again. I'm going to bear fruit again. And you know what? I pray that that fruit will abide because that's what he's asking for us to do. All right, so... All that to say, love is an action. Stay in the love of God. Love is an action. You have to go. You have to bear fruit. Your fruit should abide. And stay in that love. Love is an action. Go, bear fruit. And here's the question I wrote down. Do I understand the love that the Father has for me? Do you understand the love that God has for you? Do I understand the love that God has for me? I would have gone through the last year so much different if I understood the love that God has for me. You would have gone through any, the last trial you went through so much different if you understood the way God loves you. How do we, as believers in Jesus Christ, understand the love of God more? You gotta read the word. Right? And obey it. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. Who's going to tell you that God loves you more than the Holy Spirit? No one. Okay, maybe Pastor Steve. If you show up and I tell you, he loves you. No, nobody's going to tell you that God loves you as much as the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? All right, and then stay in the love. And then this, the fourth one. Friends ask for God's blessing. Friends ask for God's blessing. Look at the end of verse 16. That your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. Gifts are fun. We just got done with Christmas. I love getting gifts. 
Mostly I got money and one gift card to the buckle, which I spent yesterday. Because I like these shirts. <laughs> Sorry, it's a problem. He says, ask. Do it again. I flip back and I just look at it because I've been reading chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, right? I flip back and I look at it and I look at chapter 14, verse 13. He says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And then I look at chapter uh, 15, verse 7. And it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And then I look at this passage right here and he says, so whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I just want to submit something to you. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you things. He wants to give you power. He wants to give you presence of the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you so many things. Read the scriptures. He wants to give you everything. He wants to give you finances. Will you steward it, right? Will you handle it? He wants to give you so many things. He doesn't want to hurt you. So sometimes helping hurts, right? He's not going to give you things that are going to hurt you or twist you up or make you love the world more. He's going to give you things that help you love him more. Does that make sense? I'm not, this isn't prosperity gospel, right? We're not, we're not it's like, oh, if you give to God, he'll give back. Like, yeah. If you give your heart to him, he'll give you everything. That's what he wants. He wants you. So as a good friend, you know what I pray? I pray God's blessing in your life. And as a good friend, you know what Jesus prays? He prays blessing into your life. God's going to give you good gifts. God's going to give you his spirit. He's going to give you his love. He's, going to give, he's already given you his word, his love letter. So God's going to continue to bless you. So friends, ask for God's blessing. I'm going to put this verse up on the screen. 2 Timothy no, it's Thessalonians, actually. It's close. Second Thessalonians 1.3. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you, the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Can we say that about our church? Here, I want to just submit this to you. If you want to love me, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray that I'm protected from Satan. Pray that I'm provided for by God. Pray those things. And if I want to love you, Abe, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God does great things in your heart and life. And the connect register is a part of that, but I'm not praying just what you wrote on the connect register. I'm praying what God says we should pray, okay? God strengthened them in their inner man through the Holy Spirit. God caused their faith, your face to shine on them. <laughs> That's what we pray for one another. So pray, friends, ask for God's blessing. Am I praying for my brothers and sisters in Jesus? 
And then this last one. Time to go. Friends, love one another like Jesus loves us. Verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. He said that before he died. What? It's like, hey, here's how you do it. Let me call my shot. This is what's going to be. And then why don't you guys go try to do that? And then verse 17. It says, these things I command you so that you will love one another. Guys, we need to abide in his love. The friendship that we have for one another is the same friendship that we have with Jesus. It needs to be rich. It needs to be deep. It needs to be meaningful. And friends obey God's word. Friends receive God's spirit. Friends stay in God's love. Friends ask for God's blessing. And friends love one another. Now, if you have a friend that's not doing those things, I want to submit to you they're not your friend. Can we just be clear? You need friends like that. And you need to be a friend like that. Because a friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. And if we're not living in adverse times right now, I don't know who is. Maybe you just memorize that verse to keep this on track this week. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I, I think it might have pierced a few people here tonight as it did my heart and life this week. Father, you cut my heart you cut it deep, and I repent of not being a good friend, not being the kind of friend to others that Jesus is to me. And I pray for my life and everyone in this room and everyone that's listening online, maybe everyone that will ever listen to this message online, I pray that you will show them how much you love them and that they will become friends like Jesus, friends of Jesus. God, as we continue to study your word even next week, you say friendship with the world is enmity with God. And so let us check our hearts even this week going into next week and, and search our hearts and souls. Are we a friend of this world because if we are, we cannot be a friend of God. God, this is deep. This is hard. I'm an alien. I'm a foreigner. And it feels a little hard. It's put me in a bad position. And yet you say, abide in me. And in my love, as I abide in the Father's love, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So thank you, God, for these gifts. 
and for the clarity you give of how to be loving one another and good friends, better friends to one another than we've ever been before. May we do it. Send us your Holy Spirit now to fill us, empower us to do it, not just to hear it, but to do it in Jesus Christ's name. And may we abide in bask in the deepness, the vastness, the ocean that is the Father's love. How deep your love is for us, God. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Amen.